We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Build shelter against a rainy day. John Wooden. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Katie Chu and today's theme is the gift of shelter. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you can be part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. Be The Star You Are has launched Operation Disaster Relief. We need your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. Please donate today at www.bethestarur.org. You can even donate through PayPal, giving funds with no fees. Now, for this first segment, what we're going to do is we're going to be reading a chapter from our upcoming new book, Be the Star You Are for Millennials, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in the Changing Digital World by Cynthia Bryan and 31 other contributors. This chapter is called The Gift of Animals by Heather Brittany. The newborn fawn was entangled in a barbed wire fence, her mouth bleeding. Her mother lay dead nearby, shot by a poacher. My brother, my mom, and myself were on a hike when we rescued her. We took her back to the mountain cabin where we were camping to figure out how we could save her. For some reason, this adorable baby took a liking to me and started suckling on my earlobe. She was hungry and obviously thought I could be her mother. I was five years old and up for the job. Since we didn't have a baby bottle and were hours from the store, we did the best thing. We warmed milk and poured it down my ear. Bebina survived. That wasn't the first time I felt an urgent need to save an animal in distress. When I was three, we rescued a baby goat and bottle fed her for two years. Minnie lived until 16 and became the grand dame of, our, of the barnyard. Over the years, cats, dogs, chickens, ducks, geese, Turkeys, bunnies, lambs, horses, birds, pot-bellied pigs, and even a squirrel have found their way to my family's doorstep, where they were always welcomed with open arms and a loving heart. Often it felt as if our barnyard was akin to Noah's Ark. My first words as a baby were not mama or dada, as most American babies. My first words were titi, which was short for nefertiti, our black cockapoo puppy. This may have been a sign that animals would be family to me throughout my life. 
When I was in junior high school, my mother and I hosted a TV segment called Animal Tales, later changed to Animal Cuts, where we showcased all kinds of fantastic creatures, including camels, tortoises, monkeys, elephants, parrots, pythons, and even African lions. When I learned that many areas of the world were economically depressed, leading to poor living conditions for animals, especially for family pets, I wanted to do something to help. Because of the financial strains, some families don't have enough food to feed themselves, much less their pets. Many pets are abandoned on streets or dumped in the countryside, left to fend on their own. When we traveled in my youth, I would bring money I had earned by doing odd jobs to use specifically to purchase food for the strays I encountered. I lovingly nicknamed my personal charity, since I was the only member and contributor, Pets in Poverty. My childhood devotion to animals was just a prelude of what would transpire when I went to college and rented my first apartment. Since I lived alone, I decided to get a big dog as companion. I grew up with large dogs and figured this dog would also be a great protector. I began scrolling through shelter websites, determined to find the perfect sentry. But in the end, it would be a three-pound chihuahua that I rescued from the side of the road who would steal my heart. Fourteen years later, Dulce is still the love of my life and the best guard dog that you can imagine. Animals are gifts to humans. They make us better people. They are non-judgmental and they are grateful for the love we give them. It doesn't matter what animal you choose to invite into your household. Just know that you will be rewarded ten times over with the joy that this pet will bring. Now we have an exercise called Rescue Me. If you are thinking about getting a pet, Instead of looking for a pedigree, consider adopting an animal that has been abandoned or abused. Look online for the desired type of animal or breed, and you'll be shocked to learn that there's a society or group or someone out there who is looking for you to adopt this special animal. The SPCA and animal shelters in your area probably have exactly what you seek. You can also look on Craigslist or on bulletins at pet stores and feedlots. I would never have imagined that there would be a pot-bellied big pig association that placed unwanted pigs in loving families. Search and you shall find. Open your heart to the gift of a loving animal. Joyfulness awaits. And now we have a quote. We can judge the heart of a man by his treatment of animals. Immanuel Kant. The author of this, the author of this chap- chapter about animals was Heather Brittany and we have a short bio about her right here. Heather Brittany is a certified certified bar method instructor with degrees in English, communications, and women's health. She has been an advocate for all animals since childhood. Formerly, Heather worked as a reproductive health assistant and is currently working in the wine industry, touting the wellness benefits of a daily glass of vino. She and her husband are owned and loved by their dog dolls. Look for her children's book, The Adventures of Dolce Perdo, coming soon. And with that, today we'll be beginning our discussion on shelters and of course a large part of our, on our theme of shelters are animal shelters and we definitely had a great introduction to animals with Heather Brittany's chapter right here. I remember just a year ago actually I was my family was looking to adopt a dog and we were traveling to several shelters around us within two, three hours in our area and neighborhood. And we would go to all the shelters, all the pounds, looking for a dog that might suit us. And I remember we came across this one shelter about an hour away. And we went in and 
there was this dog. I can't quite remember the what kind of dog it was, but she was very cute, and I absolutely fell in love with her. The only thing was she seemed afraid of my dad and brother. And when I asked a couple of the workers there, they mentioned that she had been abused before in her previous home and was extremely afraid of males. And I really wanted to take her home because, as Heather Brittany mentioned in her chapter and her experience, these dogs and other animals in these shelters often are looking for a place to go and a home to live in. And this dog, I was so ready to, you know, take care of her. I wanted to kind of help her out of getting over her experience. But since I have my father and my brother constantly at home all the time, I realized that it was probably, it would be difficult for her to live with us. And in the end, we couldn't adopt her. But people definitely, the people working there ensured us that someone who, perhaps a female who lives alone or someone where there aren't many males would take care of her and adopt her. And I believe that she probably is adopted as I visited the shelter a few months ago again and she wasn't there. But these animal shelters are actually all around us you know not a lot of people have time to visit them and even when I occasionally go about every other week or so I don't see too many people there but people don't realize that these dogs are still amazing creatures they're perfect pets and perfect companions as we mentioned in this chapter and they are also looking for homes Around me, I have definitely have people who have adopted animals or who have found animals in other ways. But I think a lot of people have said that they do think it's very helpful and a new kind of experience to be able to adopt a dog or be able to bring someone home from a shelter because you're providing them with a home that they've been desperately wanting and needing for a while. But of course, animal shelters aren't the only types of shelters. Since today's theme of shelters, we'll be talking about not just animal shelters, but shelters for people. You know, we have women's shelters, um, domestic violence shelters. We even have, you know, especially near us with the fires around in Northern California, fire shelters. There are all kinds of shelters for children, women, men, all kinds of people and these shelters could definitely use a lot more attention and a lot more appreciation as they are amazing for what they do for so many people. And today we will really get into kind of understanding these shelters with for animals and for people and definitely a combination of them as we will explore in the following segments. But quickly going back to animal shelters, Animal shelters have not just dogs and cats, because people may believe that, but they also have bunnies, they have other animals, and as we read in the chapter, you know, there are places to get unwanted pigs, you know, there are places to get horses, all kinds of animals, and these animals, you know, some of them may not be the conventional animals, some of them may be more difficult creatures that not a lot of people have, but they are still loving animals that need love and could use our help. And well, while this segment was amazing, we're running out of time. So listeners, be sure to support our show and these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. 
For more info on how to do this, go to www.bethestarur.org and follow our blog. BTSYA founder Cynthia Bryant's newest book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener, is now available with 25% of proceeds benefiting Be The Star You Are. Available at www.cynthiabryan.com slash online dash store. I'm Katie Chu. Again, head on over to our website at www.bethestarur.org during the break. Keep listening to our lively conversation on the gift of shelter. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting, inspiring program. I'm Katie Chu, and you're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. Today, we're continuing our exciting discussion on the gift of shelter. And luckily for this segment, we've got the amazing Marlene Richter with us. Marlene is a licensed social worker and has championed the development of programs to assist persons and families in crisis in Nevada for 22 years. She is an Air Force veteran and is educated in social work and ethics and policy studies from UNLV. As executive director of Noah's Animal House, she enjoys celebrating the healing bond of pets and people recovering from trauma. With deep compassion for the communities in our state, Marlene served the rural community as chair of the Substances of Abuse Task Force in Nye County and was a steering committee member of the South Southern Nevada Human Trafficking Task Force, a founding board member of the Nevada Partnership for Homeless Youth, and an advisory committee member for the St. Therese Center. She shares her experience in working with victims as an expert and has been a national speaker and trainer on the topic of identifying and serving victims of human trafficking. Noah's Animal House is actually the first animal sanctuary to be built on site with a domestic violence shelter in the United States. This is a critical service that has saved lives, helped families heal together while safely in a shelter, and has taught all of us that are victim advocates how unconditional love creates healing in the most broken situations. With that, let's welcome Marlene onto the show and learn more about Noah's Animal House. Hi, Marlene. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. Thank you for being here. We're very lucky to have you, and especially with, you know, 
about with your work on Noah's Animal House and everything you've done in the past regarding being able to help people and and families in crisis. So I want to jump right in and ask you uh, one question. How does having Noah's Animal House serve people with pets change the way people feel when they escape violence? When people get into the situation that they're ready to leave the violence, either because of um, the sudden uh, impact or because they had a long-term plan and it was finally that moment that they could get free, having Noah's Animal House makes it easier because they're able to literally move forward, take their pets with them, and know that that barrier isn't there, that somebody isn't going to be standing at the door saying, I'm sorry, no pets allowed. So at that moment that they gather everything up and they get in the car or their friend comes by and gets them and they begin to make their way to safety, their pets with them. And the healing literally can begin from that moment instead of looking back and saying, my dog is in the backyard or my cat is upstairs and she's going to miss me and she's going to be in crisis. So the crisis literally can stop at that moment and they can begin to get to safety. Wow. Actually, that's really amazing. I think, you know, a lot of people, when when people are trying to get to somewhere safe or going toward a shelter, I guess, in a lot of situations, the pets are left behind. But you're mentioning that for Noah's Animal House, in this case, people can take their pets with them and make sure that... They can take their pets with them. Or if something happens and sometimes, you know, the families will leave from a business district or somebody's school and they'll all meet there and then come into shelter, we also work with the police department to go back and get them. But the best scenario is when they don't have to think about going back. The best scenario is when they can all get free together. And we've seen um, every kind of family member come in with the, with the women and their children and the teenagers. And so it's very interesting to see how that bond works to help them begin healing and feel safe. It's a remarkable thing that's going on in the lobby 24 hours a day. That's really amazing. Is there is there an experience, particularly when you, or maybe perhaps your first memory of seeing someone come back with a pet and really heal from that moment? You know, the thing that stands out um, actually happened about this time of year several uh, several years ago. There was a, a little girl, and she was about seven, and she was sitting in the lobby. And she had her jacket, instead of having it on and it was cold, she had it under her arm. And as I was standing, I realized that she had something in her jacket. And it was actually a kitten that was gray and white. And so she's sitting there by herself, and I'm wondering, now, why are you by yourself? What's happening? You know, that you're here. And I could see somebody out in the parking lot, and she was walking in circles as if she was trying to make up her mind about something. And so I started talking to the little girl, and I said, who do you have there? And so she showed me her kitten, and she's crying. And so I said, it's going to be okay. And she said, oh, I know it is because you're nice to animals. And so literally from that moment, 
she told me what it had taken us a long time as um, victim advocates to realize that bond um, between the people and their pets is dramatic. But kids also know that people that hurt pets also hurt people. And so she put it so eloquently, I know I'm safe because you're nice to pets. And I was able to convince the mom to come inside because her daughter and the cat were safe. And so even the kids were healing. And I don't think I'm ever going to forget that moment of seeing her sit there with her jacket around her cat instead of herself and convincing me that all was well because we were nice to pets. Um, Children are so intuitive, and sometimes we think that they're kind of followers, but in that particular case, she was the leader. That's a really amazing story. You know, just as you mentioned, children are, you know, they do have a sort of innocence to them, and they can kind of, they are intuitive. They know things that, without us teaching them, and they realize Things like that people who do treat animals nicely will almost all the time treat people nicely too. And that resonated so perfectly with the quote that I mentioned earlier in the first segment. And this, the quote was, we can judge the heart of a man by his treatment of animals by mm-hmm. Immanuel Kant. And the moment you started mentioning this, I was like, oh my God, that's such a perfect quote and it matches so well. But I did have a question, you know, we've, you mentioned that people bring in dogs, they bring in kittens, but can these people bring any pet? For example, yes. maybe the less common pets? <laughs> yes, we have had families that had parrots, cockatiels, um, lizards, snakes, guinea pigs, bunnies, um, chinchillas, ferrets, all sorts of animals, and even just a fish tank with one fish in it. it any, anybody who's connected to their pet and they bring them, we're able to serve them. And then for larger animals like horses or um, other, other um, more outdoor animals that really can't fit inside the building, we have a resource so that if the family comes in with that kind of pet that doesn't fit inside the building, we have a foster relationship with a ranch so that the pet is still going to be safe and we're still going to be able to provide all those same services that are as important as if the pet was inside the building, like the dog or the cat or the bunny. That's that's amazing how you've managed to make sure that every person and animal can be served and be protected. This idea, this, you know, Noah's Animal House, how did it really begin? There's a really brilliant lady named Stacy Colombo Alonso, and Stacy asked the question about 11 years ago because she's an animal lover. She loved her dog um, and had such a tremendous bond who was also like a nanny dog to her son. And so she asked the question, well, what happened if, if I needed to come into shelter? What happens to the women that have pets? And the answer was, at that time, 11 years ago, they can't come. They can't bring their pet. They have to leave them behind. And so she took that as a call to action. She raised the money. She designed the building, of which there was nothing else like it in the country. And 10 years ago in October, 
of um, this year, actually. Um, she opened the first Noah's Animal House and began to tell the story of how people healed because they were able to bring their pets. And even as the news that Noah's was going to open went around Las Vegas, the women and the families started showing up, domestic violence survivors, and started showing up with their pets. So she was fostering them at her house while she was finishing building the building. She is an animal advocate at her very heart. And she, but she didn't see a problem. She found a solution, which is, of course, the most beautiful thing that could possibly happen. And Noah's is named after her son, who is now 16. So Noah is an actual teenager, <laughs> and that's how she chose the name. Well, Noah's lucky to have such an amazing organization and community built around his name. <laughs> yes, both he and his mom are amazing animal advocates and are now um, getting ready to open a second Noah's Animal House in Reno, Nevada. So here in Nevada, we'll have two animal sanctuaries for victims of domestic violence to be able to take their pets with them. And in Reno, that will be men with uh, children, too, that will be able to bring their pets. So we're able to serve everyone who has a pet and is fleeing violence. That is incredible. And the perfect note to end the segment with. Thank you so much, Marlene. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but we'll definitely continue our fabulous conversation in the next segment. Thank you. Go to and drop by the shelter's Facebook and Twitter through at Noah's Animal House and at Noah Animal House, respectively. Visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, blogs, and more. I'm Katie Chu. Also, please visit our charity site at be the star you are.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. We'll be continuing our conversation with Marlene in the next segment. So stay tuned for more on the gift of shelter. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. 
Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Katie Chu, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this edition of Express Yourself, we are continuing our fascinating conversation on our theme, The Gift of Shelter. We're back on the show with the lovely Marlene Richter, a licensed social worker and an Air Force veteran, educated in social work and ethics and policy studies from UNLV. Marlene is executive director of Noah's Animal House and celebrates the healing bond of pets and people recovering from trauma. Currently, she is also an advisory committee member for ethics in the marketplace and serves as vice chair of the Las Vegas Community Investment Corporation Advisory Board. There are only 3% of domestic violence shelters that have an animal sanctuary, but 70% of victims that have a pet say that pets are targets of violence used to torment the victims to stay and comply and are openly abused in front of children in the homes where violence occurs. Noah's Animal, Shel- Noah's animal House is the first animal sanctuary to be built on site with a domestic violence shelter in the United States and is preparing to open a second site in northern Nevada connected to another domestic violence agency. It has openly shared their plan with other agencies that wanted to provide this in their own state. With that, let's welcome Marlene back onto the show to speak more about her work in the sanctuary. Hi, Marlene. Hello. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> well, we are super lucky to have you here. So continuing our conversation from the last segment, you know, this organization, this idea is an amazing idea. And you mentioned that it is starting to grow with opening a second site. So what do you see in the future for Noah's Animal House? Well, we have we have the um, vision of opening more with only 3% available in the entire country. We know that it's a need in every state. We've shared with several states the plans that we use to raise the money to share the the way that we serve the people and the way that we work with the police departments if the families need that kind of help to go back and get the pet. But our our model has been viewed by other agencies like American Humane Society, and they love the way that we do the work. Our hope is that we're going to be able to bring this model to other states so that other domestic violence shelters will be able to have the families that they serve have their pets right there on site. There are sometimes resources in the community, but it's not quite the same if the animals aren't right there so that if they walk across a parking lot, they get to walk their dog, or if they go into the building, they can sit down and cuddle with their cat. And that's really where the healing comes from. So our hope is that we would be able to build Noah's Animal House throughout the United States. Yeah, definitely. You know, you mentioned that you have been contacting other states and other organizations in hopes of spreading this amazing idea. And But right now, there are only, as you mentioned, about 3% of shelters that actually have an animal sanctuary. So have you come across any difficulty having or communicating with other places, trying to convince them that Noah's Animal House is very necessary for for victims of any kind? As soon as we bring up the topic that the the barrier 
of not accepting pets into their facility um, creates reasons that people would not be able to get to safety or have to remain in their car or remain in an um, un- unsafe house. They completely agree with it. They're not certain how to add it to the place that they are or... Maybe the land isn't theirs and they don't have the freedom to make a change like that. Or in some cases, the, the land is already developed and there's no place to add that kind of component. But we love the idea that there's always solutions. And as we've been talking with others and even sharing the model that we knew it wasn't going to become a Noah's Animal House, but just sharing with the other domestic violence providers what they might be able to do, We've heard some really creative solutions like taking some apartments that are in a domestic violence agency and making them pet-friendly or pet-accessible. Others added kennels that were maybe in the garage or a storage area that got converted then. It's not quite the same as what we have. We have just a beautiful facility that has indoor-outdoor dog runs and cuddle rooms for the owners. But ACE, some solution is better than saying the pet can't come. But we love the solution that the kids can get off the school bus and run right into Noah's and sit down with their dog or their cat or their bird or whoever they brought with them. We think that that's the best solution. That is, I definitely agree with you there. You know, I've been, I'm surrounded by lots of people and lots of families who are absolutely in love with their animals and find mm-hmm. comfort in them. And I can't imagine what Noah's Animal House or how much of a comfort and relief that Noah's Animal House provides for the people living around there and those who have come to seek shelter and safety there. One question, though, you since Noah, Noah's Animal House currently is only one completely built in the area, how many people and pets can you serve at a time? There must be limited space. The building space was originally built for about 32 uh, pets at a time, but we've had over 40. So sometimes yeah. a family with four or five chihuahuas comes in, so they're able to all share the space together because they're already family. And sometimes a family with three cats will come in, and they're able to share that space as well. So we have the room for 32 separate pets, but if it's a family of pets, then we can serve even more. And we have. We've been over 40 at um, various times throughout the past 10 years. (laughs) That's amazing, and that definitely makes sense. I'm sure families want to live with their animals, and they can do that in the space that they can, they are in at the organization. Yes, they so, like to share. And, and I think it gives them comfort to be together so that they're not in a strange place alone. They, you know, they have their brother, sister, whoever is part of their family all together <laughs> there with them. Mm-hmm. So over the past 10 years of, you know, all these experiences, seeing these families come in with these pets and you know as you mentioned even the smaller memories of the little girl with the kitten what has surprised you the most the number of times that the pet was the target in order to make the people in the family comply with whatever the abuser was doing 
um, the, it, it, it's just horrific that a pet who's going to be the protector, who's going to be the best friend, who's going to be the comfort, is the one that then gets the um, the horrific things happen to it. And we've seen and heard really awful things. And then we've also seen where because that was happening to the animal, whether it was being thrown or um, really terrible things that the, that the abusers done to the animal, that it, it was the reason that the family then got out because they realized it wasn't going to stop. And it wasn't about something that they had done, that it was the mindset of the abuser and not something that they could make um, change. And so because the animal was abused, they would come out. But we saw pets that literally from the minute they walked in the door, we had to rush them to the veterinarian to save their life. And so um, when we think that it's only between two adults or that somebody had the freedom to leave, it's not true. Um, the kids are, are not able to leave of their own free will. The pets aren't able to leave of their own free will. Everybody has to have help to get out of a violent situation. And the pets were the ones that a lot of times created that, that call to action of, oh, my goodness, this is really, you know, going to take the pet's life if we don't do something. And so the pet became safe and the family became safe all at the same time. That's extremely inspiring. I remember going to a shelter, an animal shelter, about a year ago and coming across, you know, a dog that was afraid of males, but mm. extremely affectionate of women. And I was there with my family, and she just ran to me and my mom, but she would not. She was shivering at the sight you know, of my father and my brother, and I really wanted to take her home, but it wouldn't be ideal for her since my brother is always home and my dad's home often too. Uh-huh. And I definitely get what you mean, that pets are also victims too. And when we when we asked the question of the people as they were coming in um, about children also being abused, about pets always being abused, when we first started this work um, 10 years ago with Noah's, we thought the number was lower of how many pets were the targets, but over the years, the number kept going up, and so as we've raised the issue, it now makes everybody across the country think about if somebody's abusing an animal, what else might be happening in their house? And for teenagers, if you hear that somebody's abusing somebody's pet, ask your friend, are you safe? Is your family safe? Because you might find out that because of the animal abuse, there's actually a need to connect them with domestic violence resources right there in your own community. That is definitely very true, and that's, you know, I was about to ask you, how can people help save the lives of victims and pets, but I think you just answered that we just need to be more aware, and that when Mm -hmm. we see pets being um, abused, that there's a very possible chance that there could be more going on. Yes, (sighs) and the other part of what they can do to help save lives is go volunteer um, we have vo- we have teenage volunteers come into Noah's Animal House 
It is a remarkable gift that we have from the high schools in our community. They come in, they do drives at their school, they help us when we're out in the community, pass out flyers. Anything that we have going on, the teenagers are there to help us. We do a cleanup day and they're there out on the grounds helping us clean up, even outside after the wind blows, cleaning up the debris so the dogs don't get into trouble with something that they found that blew in. So wherever our listeners are in your community, please get involved and volunteer to help the pets know that both guys and girls are safe, they're loving, and help the families know that they're remembered in the community because you're there. I am sure our audience, and you know, I myself too, will be sure to take note of that advice. And that is the perfect note to end on. Thank you so much, Marlene, for this wonderful conversation. Thank you very much for the chance to join you. It was amazing. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Audience, during the break, be sure to check out our 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media charity at bethestaryouare.org. More info is under events at our website at www.bethestaryouare.org. Remember, guys, Be The Star You Are has set up donations for hurricane and fire disaster relief at btsya.org. Please visit and donate to those in need. I'm Katie Chu. To learn more about Marlene's work and Noah's Animal House during the break, go to www.noahsanimalhouse.org and drop by the shelter's Facebook at Noah's Animal House and Twitter at Noah Animal House, respectively, and be sure to also visit www.expressyourselfteenradio.com for more inspira- more information about our show. When we come back, we'll be continuing our inspiring conversation on the gift of shelter. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Katie Chu, and our program is Express Yourself, and today's hour is all about the gift of shelter. Now, for this last segment, I'll be doing my own segment, Aim to Shoot, and be talking about the various job options and career paths surrounding really all kinds of shelters. So in the last in the last segment with our guest Marlene, we talked about these animal shelters and these domestic violence shelters coming together, and she herself was an advocate and 
um, administrator of this kind of shelter, and she definitely seemed to be satisfied and to see all kinds of experiences and come across so many inspiring stories, especially with how people can heal through staying with their pets and dogs and cats, whatever kind of pet they they have lived with and grown up with, they can stay beside them as they go to safety and how healing that can be. And just thinking about that, I am sure that so many people out there do think of, you know, working in a shelter one day, especially if they've had an experience or come across someone or some time in their life where they found or visited a shelter at one point and realized how amazing it would be to work in a place like any animal shelter or women's shelter, domestic violence shelter of any kind. So going more into specifics about the various career options around shelters, one option is clearly counselors. At every shelter, they have counselors of various kinds. For example, for those who have gone under domestic violence, they have domestic violence counselors to offer advice and help in overcoming the trauma. They also have more general trauma counselors, general assistance counselors, employment assistance counselors, and of course, legal counselors to help these people who come in. And so many people who come to safety in these shelters obviously are asking for some kind of advice, some kind of help. And to be a counselor in this kind of shelter would be amazing in so many ways as it helps you and that you are able to experience helping someone and seeing them grow out of their situation and and that you are actually giving assistance to someone who really needs it. And if you are working for a shelter, whether you're a counselor or a manager or creating a program, you end up working in coordination with lots of nonprofits. And as Marlene, our guest earlier mentioned, with the police too, when you come across situations where a shelter would like to intervene or be able to bring someone to safety. Eventually, a lot of people who work in shelters or for shelters come across situations where they have to work with the police to make sure that this person, this animal, this family can get to safety. So that's definitely something that you should consider when thinking about working in a shelter. The fact that you will be coordinating with lots of nonprofits and the police is definitely one a large aspect of working in shelters. Now, other than counselors, obviously, there are other options as uh, to work in a shelter. And one big option was becoming a program manager. A lot of shelters do have various kind of programs. I've heard of music programs, other kind of, you know, parenting programs, educational programs, as a lot of children and kids do end up at shelters. These program managers work with lots of different people and are able to create curriculums or schedules in which these people can grow and learn through weekly or maybe daily programs and be able to overcome whatever they've had to get away from to get to safety. And being a program manager doesn't just tie you to the shelter. You may be 
working for a very specific type of program, let's say parenting program, and this parenting program could be at hospitals or various other origins and buildings and organizations, And but you could also spread it to shelters, and that's how you could end up still contributing to a shelter, but also working in various other organizations and places. Now, aside from counselors and program managers, there are also specific types of jobs or specific types of positions that many shelters need and uh, um, request and often look for. And one of that, one of those is the safety net case manager where people have to work with very specific cases of families, children, women, men of all kinds and to be able to handle those cases is would be your responsibility. And of course, there are also positions such as the youth services case manager where as you can tell by the name, someone comes up to work with cases that involve children and kids who have who have been trying to get to safety. And to work with these kind of cases, there is definitely a lot of emotion involved and a lot of work with nonprofits, with the shelter, with the police that come into play when during the job or during various situations. But there are definitely jobs to consider if you really would like to work at a shelter or work to help people get to shelters. But of course, you don't have to have a specific position or specific credentials to be able to contribute. There are also lots of shift workers at shelters who have varying responsibilities, you know, perhaps helping the managers or contributing to the programs or contacting people or just helping the people directly by communicating with them and assisting them in day-to-day living skills as a lot of these people who come in do need various types of help in many ways, perhaps even with some something simple or something that you may not think of, these shift workers are actually extremely important to the system's um, effect, effectiveness and ability to help people. But so far, I've been kind of talking about shelters for people when also there are, of course, as everyone knows, animal shelters. And in animal shelters, there are various people needed to be able to help these animal animals and make sure that they can improve their lives and go to a safer home. So in an animal shelter, you can imagine that they do need animal trainers. A lot of these animals who come in from unsafe places or unsafe homes, they are afraid of people, afraid of being approached by a person. And in order for them to become accustomed to people and hopefully one day find a home where they can live, they often need to work with animal trainers who can help them become less afraid of people, be able to learn to live with and work with other people and overcome their trauma. So becoming an animal trainer is definitely one way to find a way to become a part of animal shelters. Now, another option would be to become the animal care coordinator and animal care assistants. And as the name itself, the job position says, in this case, you'd be working with the animals one-on-one or directly and coordinating how they're cared for, helping with helping with how they are made sure to be helped and to be nurtured, to be cared for on a daily basis. And this is what these coordinators and assistants do. Now, anyone who is a lover of animals would be extremely well-suited to be an animal care coordinator and assistant. 
as well as, of course, an animal trainer and practically all the other job options that you can find in an animal shelter. But definitely, people can consider working as an animal care coordinator or assistant at an animal shelter if they'd like to work with pe- work with animals to make sure that they're being well cared for and nurtured. And of course, other options are you know, manager positions. For example, animal services manager or one that people may often work with is adoption manager. And as you can imagine, adoption managers would work both a lot with people and with animals as you try to help these animals get to safer places and safer homes. Often adoption may not be the first step. You may end up working with a lot of foster families and a lot of families who just come in and say they'd like to help take care of the animals for just a temporary time. And that would also be one of your responsibilities as an adoption manager. Now, other positions that are available in animal shelters are animal outreach managers, animal control officers, and so many other positions where you are working with animals and making sure that they are getting to safe places. As we mentioned in the previous segment, now we may be kind of going into an era where we may be finding animals and people in the same shelter at the same time as they heal together. And that would be a place where you could end up working with both animals and people on a daily basis, not just being a counselor for animals, but also being a counselor for or being a counselor for people, but also being a counselor for those who have animals and are trying to heal with those animals. Now, to prepare for these types of careers, obviously there are very different ways, multiple different ways. And as for degrees, there aren't specific degrees that you do need, but something that you definitely want to consider is prior to working in these places, you want to know that you have... have have experience with animals, with working with people who have not been in unsafe or have been in unsafe places. Perhaps if you would like to be a counselor for people, you could get a degree in psychology. If you'd like to work with animals, you could volunteer first. As our guest mentioned that so many volunteers go to Noah's Animal House to really work and help out on a daily basis. And that's something you could definitely consider to prepare. Well, it's time to say farewell as we're running out of time. We give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer, A-Rod. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Katie Chu, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, go to www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and our main site at www.beatthestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, provide shelter for yourself and others, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine. Between the lines If you would let yourself